There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Ben. Hey, welcome back to our second episode of Breaking Down Buffy Comics. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. Very excited to be here. Every time you say that, I think you're going to say Breaking Bad. I'm not. We're not doing Breaking Bad. Do you want to do a Breaking Bad show? Definitely not. Not uh, my thing. Better Call Saul show? Nope. It's okay. Fan fiction show about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Everyone never. kisses in that show. Never. Never. <laughs> so much. <laughs> million years never do I want to do that. All on the mouth. It's mostly Walt and Jesse. There's some baby oil involved with the bald head. That's what you do while you're at the store. Yes. Do you just look up fan fiction for Breaking Bad? No, I write it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So if you missed last week's episode, what we are doing is we're going to be breaking down all of the Buffy comics that are canon chronologically. Last week we were back at Buffy season one. We're jumping a few years. We're over into Angel now in season two. Uh, this one is called Angel Long Night's Journey. Don't know why it's called that. I don't know, but he... Uh, there's a picture of Angel on the cover, and he's just very brooding, which is appropriate for Angel, but it looks silly yeah. on the cover of a book. Yeah, that was a season two photo shoot. He doesn't look great. Uh, this book, it notes that it takes place in season two. Specifically, the only way this works is if it takes place in season two between episodes 18 and 19. To kind of place you where this is at the show, uh, Wesley has recently been shot, but he has healed from his wound. Angel has rejoined the team. And Cordelia's hair is short. And that's why we're placing it here, because not only is it matching character dynamics, it's also matching the length of Cordelia's hair. And yep. and this is the only place it fits. So Lindsay has gone, he's gone away, Angel's rejoined the team, and this is right before they go to Pylea. Yep, so... Otherwise, Cordelia's hair, again, does not work. Exactly. So last week I mentioned that most of the Dark Horse comics from the early days no longer count as canon. This one's an exception. The reason I'm going to say this one counts for canon is Joss Whedon is one of the co-writers on it. As far as I'm concerned, if the creator's involved, it counts. Yeah, I mean, clearly he would have an idea of where he wanted the story to go. And also, hopefully? this doesn't contradict anything, so it also just kind of slides in nicely. It's fairly non-offensive. The downside here is this is the last comic book series that Dark Horse printed for angel until they got the rights back but the idea was this was going to start a whole new series after this mini it didn't do very well they canned it and then the rights went to idw a few years later until dark horse got them back for very different reasons that we'll get into many shows from now which is why um we'll get into it later but this particular graphic novel raises a lot of questions they're not necessarily answered in this graphic novel and even though dark horse has the rights back they probably never will be of everything we cover, this is probably the one that's the hardest to track down. It's been out of print for years. I doubt it ever will be reprinted. Everything else will be pretty accessible. This one is a little bit of a stretch. But, but also, since it's not referenced ever again, it's not necessarily mandatory. But I would still count it as canon. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So, shall we jump in? We shall. Okay. So, we start off with kind of figuring out where everybody in the team is. Angel is fighting some demons and Cordelia is doing a commercial and for some reason Wes is on set at the commercial. I think she's practicing for a commercial. She had a vision and Angel's going to go rescue a boy from a trunk. Yes. Some demons took a boy. Unknown reasons. Yes. So Wait, no, she's on set. She is on set. Yeah, I was I was Wes is just there. That. Why is Wes there? I don't know. I was super confused. But anyway, Wes is on set at this commercial. 
and Cordelia's freaking out because they can't seem to get in touch with Angel because he's very against cell phones. I'm with Angel. I know you are. I, however, am not. So we finally track down Gunn, who's figured out there's something big going on. But I don't know. That's never really cleared up. Is that the same big thing that happens later on? I don't know. They never really get back to that, but he's uncovered something big. And they still can't get in touch with Angel, blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, Angel has saved the boy. You're really skipping over Angel rescuing this boy. This young boy. Angel beats up a car. True. And saves a boy from it. And this series was intended to be kind of more of an action-oriented series. This is a really quick read because it's half action. And this is going to come up from time to time. I don't like to do it just because, you know, generally people are working the best they can. I'm not on board for this art. Yeah, it's a little... Hyper-exaggerated. When Angel turns into yeah. a vampire, they go, like, super demonic, like, skin tone changes. More the colors. Yeah, all of a sudden his skin color He is also grows claws. Gray. Actively gray. Yeah, he does grow claws. You're right. And even all of the human characters look insanely exaggerated. Gun, well, and Angel, they both gain about 40 pounds of muscle. Mm. Really toned muscle. And Cordelia becomes... More voluptuous, to yes. put it politely. And Cordelia, much thinner. Cordelia just looks like a Barbie. For someone who's already in like crazy good shape for the show, they have enhanced her. Yes. In at yes, least two have. places. Yes. So, anyway, this art's a little... It, t- it took me a little ways through the first issue to get used to it, this is, shall we say. This came out in 2001, and it's still shaking off the 90s for lack of a better term and this is also starting to enter in the age of digital coloring so it has two things working against it and digital lettering which is awful yeah the digital the the lettering actually threw me off a couple times their a's sometimes do not look like a's they look like r's and i just i don't know well it's very large this looks like large print lettering it looks like it was printed for the elderly to read but hey that's fine no, it's not. It looks weird. It also makes it, like, I can't tell if they were just trying to compensate for not that much dialogue and make it look like more was happening than there was. Who knows? But Angel saves a boy and brings him back to his father. Yes. Angel saves a boy, brings him back to his father. His father is convinced that it's a miracle, and this will come up a couple times because he was saved by an angel. It doesn't really go anywhere, which was a little confusing for me. That's part of the problem. Yeah, I'm assuming this is part of something that they were trying to build, but then since the series didn't do very well, they just skipped the whole thing. Yeah, this is a story thread that's ultimately just going to go nowhere. Yeah. The thing that I... But it'll just pop up from time to time to derail the story. I kind of liked seeing the little touches of... In Angel, there was always um, kind of a humorous thread that ran through the show. That would lighten up most episodes, even though it was a really dark show. And in this comic, too, you have some funny little things that happen. Angel breaks his cell phone, and he's like, they're going to make so much fun of me. And I liked it. Because he was never good with phones. He was never good with phones. But then demon crazy claw angel runs into another odd beast of a sort. She's like a snake mermaid with horns. Mixed with poison ivy. You're missing some of her larger assets. She's also naked on the upper half of her body. Her lower half is also a snake. I already said that part. It's slimy. It's gross. It's gross. She is a unique character, for sure. Um, She's also not one that would have ever been uh, very easy to translate to a TV show. 
especially the TV show budget, I would imagine. Yeah, much like the Buffy ones we talked about, this is another one that falls under the realm of you couldn't do that with the TV budget. And she brings up the first iteration of this theme that runs through where she starts to call Angel a traitor. And she just throws it at him. That's like, I think her first piece of dialogue is just traitor. Traitor, yeah. That's everyone. Everyone who's a new character comes in here and just yells traitor at Angel. What's he a traitor to? I'm not really sure. It's unclear. It's debatable that it's part of this story, but... And I think it's supposed to be because you'll find out later that these demons are all connected under kind of one umbrella. But I don't get it. I don't either. So, anyway... There's a fight. And there's a lot of this, and it's kind of boring, and it's... But they break open a, a parking meter, and all the change falls out. Yeah, they use the I parking found that meters to be a charming, as a sword. a charming thing. But Angel in this is too acrobatic, too. Like, there's always leaping about in the show, but in this, he's just doing, like, 20-foot flips in the air. Yes, he is. And later on, we'll see that Gun can also do many things that are not particularly human. Well, because he gained 60 pounds of muscle just for this. Right. Exactly. So good for him. He's He stayed in better shape. Good for Gun. Crazy Demon Lady lets Angel go because, we will soon see, she is replaced by a giant flaming rock man. I took him as lava. Lava man. I called him a lava demon. I like that. That sounds better than mine. He's like 30 feet tall. Who also yells, Traitor! I like how the lettering is purple for that. I'm not sure why, but I liked it. Well, it's kind of like from Star Wars Episode Seven when that stormtrooper rolls up. He's just like, traitor! And then they fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he gets shot. Sad. It wasn't that sad. He was trying to kill Finn. Well, true. And then he died. Well, yes. But giant lava demon, is that what we're calling him now? He doesn't get a name. It doesn't matter. He we'll never see him again. the end of issue one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What a cliffhanger, that lava thing. So we're back on set with Cordelia and Wes, weirdly. And there are tremors in the ground. Did they figure... And lights start falling. Yeah, and they figure if there's some kind of problem in the city that isn't an earthquake, that Angel's probably in the center of it. Which he is. So they call Gun, and they're like, hey, Gun, we need to get to the center of this. Meanwhile, Angel fights, and again, the art's not great. And something that really throws me here is the artists, the anchors, these are kind of no-name people. But mm-hmm. the colorist is Dave Stewart, and he's one of the best in the business still to this day. He's been working forever. Hmm. And there is nothing special here. I... So when I see his name, like, a lot of colorists are definitely unsung in the comic business. Dave Stewart is not one of those guys. I can see it's super stylized. And so I can see how if you were on board with it, you'd be totally on board with it. It's kind of like you either love it or hate it is the impression that I got. Angel's fighting big lava demon. He has some nice false bravado. You can dish it out, big guy. Let's see how you can take it. The answer is not... I mean, he can take it very well. Angel cannot. Angel is about, I don't know, an eighth of his size and not a flaming lava demon. Which is fair. But this goes on. It's kind of boring. Yeah, it goes on for a couple pages. And he just kind of throws Angel around. And all of a sudden, (laughs) Angel somehow magically flips up to the top of a church. Are we on a church now? And he crouches on top of an angel. And they brood together as angels. They, f- <laughs> oh, He does like a... Well, so this demon 
has to that be... was my favorite ridiculous moment because well, <laughs> the demon's about 30 feet tall this building let's call this conservatively 100 feet probably i mean it's like the bell tower of some neighboring large stone building and he just flips up there he just does a couple of backflips yeah exactly it's very gymnastic um, but my favorite part is that he's an angel on top of an angel, and the only word he says in that panel is, think. It just is, it's it's the most ridiculous moment. Because he's talking to himself out loud. Yeah. These aren't like thought bubbles, this is just him straight talking to himself. Think. So, Gunn meets up with Cordelia and Wesley, and they want to, they're going to go try and drive to Angel. But, oh, they have some trouble on the freeway. Because there's traffic in L.A., but they get in some weird argument with the giant truck behind them. Yeah, so there's an 18-wheeler that shows up. Who's really disturbingly angry for no reason it's at very, them. He has a lot of road rage and he yells at Gun, And then they cut away. And and we jump back to somebody else yelling traitor at Angel. Well, I want to kind of stay on that because we just cut away from this truck. <laughs> And then we'll find out... With Gunn, like, creepily grinning here. I know, but that's the problem. Because we find out later that Gunn steals that truck. So I have to imagine Gunn got out, beat the shit out of this guy, and then tossed him aside. Also, what happened to Gunn's truck? Just to steal truck? his truck. Because we see Gunn's truck later on in the show, right? It's the same truck. Yeah. So somehow Gunn put his own truck somewhere no, safe. No, no, no. They drive it. They still drive it. Wes and Cordy drive it. Oh, that's right. Wes and Cordy drive it. But no, Gunn steals this guy's truck, who's very aggressive, so I assume Gunn beat up a random guy to take his truck. Yeah, who knows? And Gunn doesn't know that he needs this truck yet, so... He just liked the truck? He... This is just assault on Gunn's part. Okay. <laughs> this is no good. But anyway, so we're back, and... Angel's thinking. Angel's thinking on top of the angel... And a third demon shows up and yells traitor at him. This one has a sword and this armor. This one has a sword. The sword glows. And at this point, we've noticed that they all have this same symbol on... These three weird demons have all had the same symbol, but no one has brought that up yet, so I guess we won't bring it up yet either. Because Angel's not very smart. No. So they're all fighting Angel, and Angel is going to lose dramatically, except that Gun hits this giant lava demon with this 18-wheeler. That he stole after beating up the driver. That he stole. But previously, this giant demon was giant, giant, giant. But now it's roughly the same size, height-wise, as an 18-wheeler. Perspectively, he does change. I don't know what happened there. But we're going to ignore that. So, Gun runs over this demon, and then Angel steals the sword from the other... Fr- the glowing the sword. And chops off the lava demon's head. And he's like, this is not healthy. But he doesn't share that with anybody else. It'll come back later. And then the other armor demon's knocked out, and Wesley decides he's going to do an autopsy on him. Yeah. And they don't know what's going on, and they notice that they all have the same symbol on them. They don't know what it means, but Angel identifies it as Chinese, meaning perfect. Mm-hmm. And to Angel, that means something very bad, but he doesn't deign to tell us yet. Instead, we cut away back to crazy weird snake lady who is talking to somebody who is out of the panel, but we do see that he has a false sharp tooth. He's a vampire with a metal tooth. Yeah, exactly. But he can remove the tooth, which we find later. It also doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form. No, but it's just a weird thing. And we're finding out that this is all part of his evil plan, that he didn't actually expect these demons to hurt Angel, but he's just waiting. 
waiting for it all to happen. And then we see him, and he has a ponytail. Yeah, he looks really non-threatening. He kind of does. And a little tiny glass of wine. Or blood? Probably blood. It's, Makes he's, sense. He's swishing it around like he's trying to yeah, it looks get like the full aroma. And he has... We're in like a steamship too. Like Yeah. It's, it's pretty fancy. He has like a steampunk airship. And he has a dumb little soul patch. And a shiny tooth. Don't forget that. And a fun vest. Is it fun? No, it's not. It looks bad. Okay. So we see him getting all ready and we finally find out who he is and that he is a very, very, very old vampire. From at least uh, the 1300s. Uh, flashback, we see him kill an army of demons. But I don't know how we get that flashback. How do we get that flashback? How do we know that? Is that Wes? Does Wes tell us that story? I think it means Wes. Yeah. But yet we still have like inner monologue from the really, really old, scary... Like just roll that comics. Okay. All right, comics. So we keep going. And we find out that Angel has actually met up with this guy before in the 1920s in London. And his name is, or he names himself Perfect Zeng. Yes. And that he claims to own London and then beats up Angel and throws him in the street because Angel is drunk and with a soul. And he's going to go kill Angel, but he's like, no, it's what you want. So he just leaves him bloody in a pile. Yeah. It doesn't seem particularly nice. <sighs> but. And then we get to one of the more annoying things. Why is this happening on this page? So we get, we cut back to real life. Not, I guess, to current day is the better way of putting that. We cut back to current day. And Cordelia is talking to Wes and uh, Angel in the autopsy room. But while she's speaking to them, she's just karate kicking in the middle of the page. And no one calls attention to this, but I think that we should. I think it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. So we find out basically his backstory in this issue. And we find out that he and Angel have had a little tussle before. Because Angel's done that with literally everyone who was ever on that show. Yes. and that... Everyone who rolled through was like, we had an altercation in the early 1900s. Yes. But unlike some of the others, we find out that Angel did not actually beat him up. That Angel got beaten up. And uh, he did not come out the better for it. So... The other part of this flashback that makes it even more annoying because it's in a flashback. This was the early 2000s. And writing curses with special symbols was all the rage. Was it really? That's a terrible trend. At least on AIM. Oh, I'm so sorry. So this happens a couple of times in this series. They say the word ass. But God forbid you actually write ass. How do they spell it? At symbol, dollar sign, dollar sign. It's incredibly jarring. It's so jarring, especially because everything is sepia-toned for the 1920s. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, what's happening here? I was... At money, money. It took me out of it, to say the least. So we're back to the... Well, they also curse oh, in the series. Do Yeah, they do. They say bitch. Yeah, yeah, they do. Later on. But God forbid, ass. I don't know. Somehow that's worse. But we come back to the same symbols later on. I should on. bleep this in editing. Every time I say it, just bleep it. Yeah, just for good measure, because we want to follow the same guidelines as the comic that we're reviewing. So we go back to the fun autopsy. Wesley wants Cordelia to get a blowtorch because he can't get under the armor. And Cordelia finds the glowy sword. And whoopsie-daisy, she gets possessed. Yep, because she decides that it's a good idea to touch the glowing sword. Also, Angel, for some reason, decided not to tell anybody that it was a dangerous thing to touch and just put it back in the weapons closet. So she gets possessed. 
and somehow her possession gives this glowing sword back to its original occupant who jumps off the autopsy table and i guess the sword keeps him alive as long as he's holding it and then totally unexplained the lava demon is still alive melts the ceiling also where are they supposed to be are they supposed to be in the hotel i don't know but also where did these cords come from because now these like metal cords have dropped down from the ceiling so okay let's so looking at where they're supposed to be let's say hypothetically they're in the hotel given that they're probably in the basement so the lava demon burns through god knows how many floors in the hotel Mm -hmm. which they'll never address and then with like a if you can imagine those claw things that you could pick up toys with at like pizza places like Like a toy Toy Story? story yeah yeah exactly um, one of those things comes down and wraps itself around Angel, and Angel, who can, you know, acrobatically get out of everything in this comic, except, except when it's right now. for the plot. Yep. He is trapped by these, can't get out, everybody's yelling. It's also not explained how the lava demon's alive after getting his head cut off. Yeah, well, whatever. Somehow, Gun is already on the roof, I guess, and he decides that the best option for him is to grab a trailing rope from this spacecraft and just hold on. Not a great idea. I mean, confusing. I mean, it works out. So it it's works fine. out, but what? That doesn't happen in real life. You can't do that. And then Cordelia and Wesley rush to the roof, and ooh, there's the boob snake lady again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a side note: Cordelia has changed dramatically in how she's been drawn in these past three issues. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, it's just okay. But Angel is kidnapped. Angel's kidnapped by Perfect Zang. And he is now welcoming Angel and talking about the state of his soul, which I kind of forgot until this moment, but we didn't really have a reason why all these people were attacking Angel except for Traitor, which Traitor! we won't come back to, I guess. Nope, we're not going to address that. So anyway, final issue. Uh, a boring fight happens on the roof with Wes, the snake lady, and Cordelia, and Cordelia hits her in the perfect symbol that makes her freed Yeah, she from cuts it spell. off her back or something. She does it with like a hot poker and like kind of sears it off. It's unclear, but she frees her because she was in some sort of captivity. So Snake Lady is now their best buddy and will help them out because they freed her accidentally. Meanwhile, Angel is tied up to a giant X. It looks like he belongs in like the X-Men. He's tied up to a giant X. It's like if Jesus was crucified in the X-Men, that's what this looks like. And he's being tortured by perfect and perfect um, zang perfect zang sorry name? come on all right so we're being tortured by perfect zang <laughs> perfect. i just want to call him perfect and he's trying to explain what he has against angel he reveals that in the 20s the angel was followed by the gypsies that cursed him with the soul i guess angel was just a trial run yeah they wanted to make sure that that was going to stick and stay down which just doesn't make a ton of sense because the gypsies put a soul in angel to torture him forever we established but now once or twice it's coming out that the gypsies actually were just seeing if angel if you could put a soul in a demon like angel and so he was the guinea pig but the the final goal was to put a soul into a demon like perfect zang so that <laughs> you just he, keep pausing perfect i just want to call him perfect i just i'm gonna call him perfect so they want to put a soul into him to make him the perfect champion it's a confusing stretch Except they try it, and it doesn't stick. So he kills all the gypsies. And, and while he's doing all of this exposition, Gun climbs up to the ship and beats up all of the demons that Angel had trouble with earlier. No, no. 
he's just like hanging on for dear life. Meanwhile, Cordelia and Wes have commandeered a news helicopter with the help of Demon Snake Lady, and they are going to rush to their aid. There's conveniently a news helicopter that's close enough that she can reach with her tail. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, no. Gun does just, like, burst in there. Gun does, and then he beats up all of the demons that everyone had so much trouble with earlier without a lot of issue. Yeah. And then he also takes over the airship at the same time. He's really very productive He's here. very efficient. Gun gets a lot done. Angel's not doing a ton, but I did like the reference to Jules Verne, because French things. But, so the whole thing is Zang is going to torture Angel to get the soul out of him so he can have it for reasons. But we have no... Why does he want the soul? I don't know. Because he wants to be the perfect champion, I guess. But we have no way for him to get the soul into himself. No, he's just going to... Or to get it out of Angel. No, he's just going to cut on him for a bit. Yep, but somehow that's going to transfer the soul to perfect Zang. So Angel just beats him up. No real issues. He raises this question that's kind of an interesting question, actually. Which is kind of a bummer that the whole thing wasn't... The whole story wasn't about this or this is never followed up on. So Angel beats him up, throws him aside, and he goes, The soul, Angel. Are you very sure that it's yours? And that's a fascinating that question. Is. We have no idea if the, the soul that he actually got back was the soul of, like, the drunken Irish whore man. Right, because from the flashbacks we've seen of Human Angel, he doesn't seem like the nicest guy or a champion at all of any sort. So I think that's a fascinating question, and... And Angel just goes... It's just not coming back. He just goes, I don't know. See ya! Yeah, pretty much. And they get back. And... Him and Gun jump on the news helicopter. Yep. Gun again, super aerobatic in this. Yeah, so everybody's excited, and we're back on the news helicopter. And then the airship crashes. And we end on the dad from the before. The dad from that kidnapped kid who is super religious and is praying to the angel that they saw. And he says, Miracles are all around us, begging to be witnessed, but no one sees. I'll make them see, which is creepy and ominous. But then we end and never see him again, so... Not once. There you go. Fun, fun days for him. Uh, next episode, I swear, things are actually going to happen that matter. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting? Things mm-hmm. that will matter. This is kind of a nothing story. It's not a bad story. It just doesn't go anywhere. It's not good. No, but I like the question at the end. I just want them to do something with it. I'd prefer the whole series to be about that than versus a throwaway line at the end of everything. Yeah. And this did poorly enough that... Dark Horse went, you know what? We don't even need this property. Yeah. Someone else take it, which in all fairness is going to lead to some of the best stories in this entire universe, show or comic otherwise. The stuff that happens over at IDW, some of it. Oh boy, is that going to be a long explanation. Is some of the absolute best we're ever going to get. And so we have something all to look forward to, but this one... In episode nine. Not... So many episodes... (laughs) Um, well, this one's not great. It. It's not terrible. It's out of print. So like said, the only reason this got to stay beyond anything else that came out is just because Whedon said, I'll do it myself. Yep. Pretty much. And he co-wrote it with his assistant, Brett Matthews, who's gone on to write other comics. And he also wrote an episode of Firefly. Going to be honest. I read the name Brett Matthews, but in my head changed it to Brett Michaels and then thought of that MTV show he had called Rock of Love and then Rock of Love 2. So... There you go. You can now think of that when you read this Angel comic. Or don't. I don't recommend this one. You don't need to. It's not referenced ever again. Oh, very soon we're going to be getting into stuff where I can't say, don't bother. The stuff will matter. Starting next episode. Exciting. Yeah, we're going to go from 
the end of season two of Angel all the way to a few hundred years in the future. Yay. But this one's a good one. The next one, not this one. Right. The next one's a good one. We're all excited. Oh, good. Uh, you can find me over at editorsnotecomics.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The show's going to be up um, probably about a week early for Patreon subscribers. You can go over there with their $1, $5, and $20 donations. Don't do the 20 It's ridiculous. But please donate to our Patreon. If you have any questions for the show, uh, you can email them over to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com or any of those other social media places. We'll be back next week to go... Like, we can't go back to the future. Going back to the future. I guess we'll just go to the future, and then we'll come back from it. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Until then. All right. See you later. Bye.